This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 Happy being alive day, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. We are locked in with you over the next three hours, breaking down everything football-related from the weekend. In 20 minutes, we've got your sound check, your best audio of the day. In 40 minutes, the mighty tide has been rendered mediocre. There is no other way to read the dynasty of Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide faltering in a big way and really looking like unlike we've seen them look maybe since year one of when he took over. That's coming up this hour here on the show. We begin in Dallas this hour, where Zach Wilson was trying to keep hopes afloat with the New York Jets, hopes afloat after the injury to Aaron Rodgers. Tough test to go out there and try to beat that Cowboys defense. And Zach Wilson failed. Standing up. And here he goes. Oh, beat him again. Up the middle. Giving chase. Flag is out. Ball intercepted. Curse has it. Second and 15. Going to launch it. Launch it. Wilson. And it's intercepted. That is Malik Hooker. He's not going to get beat on this one. He's got his interception. Intercepted. By Diggs. By Diggs. And he falls. At the feet of Michael Carter, as Wilson has thrown his third pick of the game. I mean, it was 18-10 at halftime. We had the ball. Uh, we just couldn't get anything going. You know, our run game was created. They were creating negative plays in the run game that put us in longer situations. Um, I thought he was doing a really nice job moving the ball. I feel like I'm seeing it well. I really do. And it's and it's really unfortunate to show that as an offense, you know, because we got to be better. I need to be better. But, you know, we're right there. And so... You know, we're going to go back, and it's a long season. We're going to go watch this film and see how we can improve. And, you know, everyone trusts and believes in each other, and we all love each other. 
That was Jim Nance on CBS with your game calls and Robert Sala and Zach Wilson. The Jets get crunched by the Cowboys. Zach Wilson, three interceptions. Zach Wilson's by calendar really young. He was born in August of 1999. I'm sure most of you are like, oh, that hurts. Because you could remember exactly what you were doing probably in August of 1999. And he was born. So from a calendar standpoint, Zach Wilson is still young, 24 years old. But from a football standpoint, he's really not anymore. Zach was drafted number two overall in 2021. And then rookie year had 13 starts. That was two years ago. Then last year, of course, was the starting quarterback until they looked like absolute hot garbage. And that's when there was the Mike White, the charmed ride of Mike White. There were Jets teammates wearing Mike bleeping white T-shirts supporting the backup quarterback. And then every time we saw Zach in there, it was worse and worse and worse as the season went on. That's after year two. Now, going into season number three of Zach Wilson's career, the Jets decided, we've got to upgrade. We've got to go get a quarterback. And so they traded multiple draft picks and gave a lot of money to Aaron Rodgers. And then Rodgers went down, and suddenly Zach Wilson's thrust out there again. And I just, I feel like we're kind of missing some of the mark on Zach Wilson. It was almost as though yesterday was a rookie quarterback pushed into the spotlight before he was ready and uh uh-oh, next man up because of injury. Who cares if you're ready or not? You just got to go, kid. He's in year three. He was the anointed starting quarterback going into 2022. When he came to training camp that summer, Two summers ago, that was when the story broke about him maybe hooking up with his mom's friend. And it was like, oh, yeah, there's like big cojones Zach Wilson. Remember? And he showed up and it was kind of like, did I miss anything on social media? I've been off the grid. Ha, ha, ha. This guy's a leader. This guy's a dude. This guy's a dude. This is This guy is our guy. And he was trash. So then they've decided we're not going back into the season with Zach Wilson again. We got to go out and get Aaron Rodgers. And then the whole thing was built about Aaron Rodgers. And then Zach gets back out there yesterday. And now what are we going to say? That you got to give him more time? (laughs) You know? And this is a really interesting dynamic that Jets fans now have to live with. If you can just admit that Zach Wilson is trash, you have to admit that the number two overall draft pick was a complete and utter bust. That's a tough L to take. But then you also basically have to punt on this season as well going into week three. That, yeah, once Rodgers went down, the season was over. No matter if you wanted to scream about it, kick and scream, believe, what have you. And Jets fans did their best to kind of rally. But 
that was the reality that Zach Wilson is still currently and shall be trash until further notice. So you then have to pivot now from we believe in Zach, he can do it to, oh, you know what, we were wrong, now what do we do? These are very difficult realities to come to grips with. But the reality is, yeah, the Cowboys defense is really good. Zach throws three interceptions, and the only play of significance yesterday, the only one, was a 12-yard slant to Garrett Wilson, who busts through the defense and goes 55 on his own accord. That's not really a Zach Wilson play. Good 12-yard strike. But, I mean, if you're an NFL quarterback and can't throw a 12-yard slant, there's an issue. So there is nothing left. You're going to have to kind of wait for Zach to grow middle of the season when it's already year three. It's not like he's being pushed out there. It's like, whoa, it's too early for him. Think about how stunted his growth is that they were hoping for a full redshirt year in year three for Zach Wilson to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. And that Rodgers was hopefully going to come back next year so that there would be almost four full seasons before he was really ready to take over the reins. I mean, really. What quarterback needs four full seasons? Again, the Cowboys on the road, not easy. But the three interceptions, yes, they happen late when they've got to throw and they've got to try to come back. But they're in that hole because the entire day was once again a Jets offense stuck in neutral. And all of these guys in the locker room, Salah included, have to act as though it's not just on Zach. It's not just on Zach. We got to play better. He was trying to throw the football into tight spots because we needed big plays. We needed offense. They knew it was coming. Fine. But what does it say about a quarterback in year three that had a full week of practice, that had a full offseason again with this offensive coordinator and these players? I know you didn't get reps with the ones, but still... And you still got to make excuses for him. What does that say? It says it's not going to happen. And it means that the Jets have to call somebody else. Have to. Whether that is the Colts for Gardner Minshew, who now suddenly is probably off the table because Anthony Richardson goes down with a concussion. Or that's Matt Ryan out of the broadcast booth. Or that's Nick Foles or, heaven help us, Joe Flacco. You have to do something because that... I'm sorry, but that's just kind of what Zach Wilson's going to be until further notice. And it's fine if you want to give him the full year and kind of like basically punt and see if Zach Wilson by the end of the season with a full year under his belt develops, but you're not going to make the playoffs. Or maybe you also say, well, you know what? If we end up going 4-13, and 13, maybe we can draft one of these other young quarterbacks and we're okay there. But if the Jets have delusions about competing for the playoffs with Zach Wilson, they're lost. So they've got to do something. And I don't know, Zach might be a fine kid, but that's what he is. He's a kid. And we're in year three, and he still looks like a kid. So the other part of this is, weren't we told that the Jets' defense was going to be 85 Bears-esque? That's what they said. That's what they said. Not observers, not fans, not super fans. They said 
historically great defense. The Jets players said, and I don't know about you, but that didn't look very historic to me yesterday. I mean, this this has always been, and it's too bad that Rodgers went down because then it would be a, a real assessment of what the Jets truly are. Now it's really not, but the Jets' defense was not 85 Bears-esque, not Legion of Boom-esque, and they were fooling themselves about it. And yesterday, you saw the Cowboys are a good offense, not a great one, and they put up 30 points, and it was never a game, and I don't even think the Cowboys played particularly well yesterday. Was that the Cowboys hitting at all cylinders or playing a JV football team? Again, the defense put in bad situations because their offense can't do anything. But, I mean, coming out of Monday night, it was the Jets' defense will keep us in every game and Zach just has to manage his way to a couple of points. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because that Jets' defense didn't get off the field on third downs. That Jets defense didn't force Dak into the mistakes that he's usually prone to. I thought Dak throws a lot of interceptions, especially against great defenses. Didn't throw one yesterday. And it was just a kind of a slow bleed out. I was like, yeah, right, the Jets stink. And that's just kind of like the reality. And no matter how much you want to believe if you're a Jets fan, it's just, it's it's not realistic. It's not realistic. And I don't, Dislike Robert Sala, but is Robert Sala a better coach than almost anybody he goes up against on the sideline? I mean, he's almost always the lesser coach. They're going to always have the lesser quarterback of Zach Wilson's in there. And if their defense was 85 Bears-esque, they'd have to start winning games 10 to 3, 13 to 6, like that. And they're not that good. Josh Allen threw them three passes and fumbled a football into their arms last week or else they'd be 0-2. I mean, honestly, like, Josh Allen had to throw with them the football three times. This is a lost season. This season is over. The only thing they can do to me is wing in a prayer. You call up Matt Ryan and say, we hope you got a little bit of magic left. And just because of, like, the veteran leadership, the experience, the, the calm demeanor of Matt Ryan and how he might be hyper-motivated because last year with the Colts was such a disaster that he doesn't want to go out that way, that the defense would start to believe and the guys would start to believe and say, well, okay, this guy's been to a Super Bowl. He's won an MVP. I can learn from him. A little bit of the Aaron Rodgers thing that they they were so engrossed by. You, honestly, that's the one thing that they might have, a little magic pixie dust if you had somebody come in with that credibility and say, I know the answers to the questions. You just have to do it this way. And Matt Ryan's not nearly as good as Aaron Rodgers potentially still is, although even that's up for debate, but might bring some of the same, okay, we can do this because I can trust that guy. But this team doesn't trust Zach Wilson. Last year they were wearing Mike White t-shirts. I mean, there's no way. And then after yesterday, suddenly they're going to go into next week and be like, no, 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 Zach's got this. No, they don't believe that. Why should they? Next up is the Patriots at home, who they always lose to. They always lose to the Patriots. They've lost 13 in a row to the Pats. That's right. 
And then after that, they get the Chiefs. I mean, I don't know. Feels like the season's over. <laughs> that feel that smells like 0-4 to me. Well, 1-3, I guess, but brutal. Boyle, what do you do if you're the Jets today at quarterback? I think you go to Boyle. You go to Tim Boyle. I think you go to Tim Boyle. I I know, in all seriousness, though, I don't understand how you haven't even given a guy like Colt McCoy a call. You got to call McCoy. He's a free agent. The Cardinals dumped him to effectively try to go 0-17. That's Fade right. the flock. Josh Dobbs, how you doing? That's right. Backdoor, not a backdoor cover, front door cover. Front door. But how do you not give Colt McCoy a call? He played, he started three games last year, completed almost 70% of his passes, He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Who is? What quarterback that's available is going to win you a Super Bowl? None of them. So you want to have a chance to make the playoffs? Colt McCoy is a guy that's going to be able to stand in the pocket and actually go through progressions and maybe hit a second or a third read without panicking and just scrolling out of the pocket and throwing the ball up for grabs or making stupid decisions or, or you know look like he's never played in an NFL game before, which is what Zach Wilson looks like every single Sunday. So you need to hire a veteran, you need to hire a guy that knows how to run an offense, that can deliver the football where it needs to be, and somebody that gives you poise and presence. Zach Wilson gives you none of those things. I wish I could just press a rewind button and go back to us talking about the Jets probably on Wednesday or Thursday. And you you were like me going, Zach Wilson's not the answer. He looked terrible again on Monday night when he got in for Rodgers. He's going to look terrible, and I don't know, this kind of weird drumbeat of believe in Zach, he can do it, he just has to game manage. How much do you need to see from him to believe or to realize he can't game manage? That's just not in his It's not in his DNA. No, it's a lot of delusion. A lot of delusional Jets fans and anybody that's been, that propped this team up, maybe, you know, rightfully so, Going into the season, because you had Aaron Rodgers, he had all the excitement, all the hype, the hard knocks, the the soft knocks, the whatever you had. And I thought Rodgers was going to have a great season. So now that that's gone, anybody that is, you know, national media, anybody that is an NFL fan that doesn't hate the Jets, they haven't really given you a reason to hate them over the last 40 years. We're like, ah, you know what? I, I think they could still be good. I think people forget how bad somebody can be. Like Which I is for- wild because it was like last December when Zach Wilson was that bad. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I forgot how bad Justin Fields could be. Because he <laughs> had like a good stretch last year where he was running for like 100 yards a game and basically putting an otherwise Canadian Football League team on his back. But now that they're actually asking him to be the guy again, he stinks again. And maybe people forgot how bad Zach Wilson is. Um, and then you have Jets fans that I think this is stage two, right, of the seven stages of grieving of grief they're in denial right now it's this denial, is this is it? the denial stage and when the season implodes on the fourth snap of Aaron Rodgers season you don't know what to do so you hold on to whatever hope there is left and you go nah come on Zach can't be that bad right we have a great defense maybe we can win a, we could back ourselves into a couple of wins he just can't throw three picks he's going to throw three picks the season is over. It was over on that fourth snap of Aaron Rodgers' season unless you do something about it. 
How bad is that 2021 NFL draft for quarterbacks? That was the one where there were five QBs taken in the first round. Trevor Lawrence went number one. Obviously, he's still a franchise guy, going to be very good. Zach Wilson went two. Trey Lance went three. (laughs) Justin Fields went 11. Mac Jones went 15. Outside of Trevor Lawrence, that's four stiffs right there. <laughs> that's a tough one. When we come back here on the show, sound check your best audio of the day. Did mine ears hear Iron Eagle with a Taylor Swift reference? DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Thanks so much for being with us. You can listen to us on your smart speaker. Tell your smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. Soundcheck is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck at a timeshare? Want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. We start with Josh Allen after last week's stinker against the Jets. The Bills offense came alive yesterday. Honest to God, I didn't see any reaction. I didn't look at anything. I didn't turn on TVs. I didn't, you know, I was just, the thing is with this game, man, it gives you the lowest lows. It gives you the highest highs. But I, I love feeling how I felt last week. I really do. Um, because it makes the good feel that much better. You know, it forces us to be better, and I want to be the best I can be playing this game and being the best quarterback I can be for this Buffalo Bills. So 
I take the bad with the good. I understand it. Um, and I'm just trying to let it let it fuel me and use it to, to my benefit. Just for clarification, Josh Allen loved the feeling of throwing three interceptions and giving away a fumble last week in a loss. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Bills fans do not echo that sentiment. That is garbage. That's such a lie. That's like Bogus saying, you know, I love when I have the dreams of my wife leaving me for another man. Because <laughs> then when I have the dreams of us have an afternoon delight, or when we actually do do that, it makes it that much better. <laughs> I love having an absolutely terrible show where I get everything wrong. We don't get to break. <laughs> I blow through reads. I, lo I love when nothing fires correctly. I love those shows. I just, I really, I really love those. You're proud of that one in seven pick record, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of am in, in a weird way. <laughs> but Josh Allen, he was really good yesterday. And that's the Josh Allen experience. And I think that's the Bills experience in general, where they're a talented team. He's a good quarterback. They'll beat a lot of bad teams, but they are going to have a few head-scratching moments. It's just who the Bills are. And the unfortunate thing is those head-scratching moments have happened in the playoffs the last couple of years. We were talking about Shaq Barrett last hour. He was the subject of momentous Monday Barrett's two-year-old daughter drowned in the pool earlier in the spring, and so he's been playing with a heavy heart this season. He had a heart pendant with her picture in it that he was wearing during this game. And at the end of the game, inside the Bears, their own five-yard line, he picks off a pass from Justin Fields and pushes it in for the pick six. And so here's Shaq Barrett in the first touchdown he's ever scored in his career. That play took about five, seven seconds just from me catching the ball, running two yards, and then being pushed into the end zone. It felt like I was like in that play. It was slow motion. I was standing up there being pushed for five seconds when it was hindsight, probably like two, three seconds. I don't even know if it was that long. But, uh, yeah, that was the most tiring play of the game for me. <laughs> and the game is not over at that point in time. It's a three-point lead for the Bucks and the Bears are on their own, what, five-yard line, six-yard line, something like that. So they've, they've got to go a ways, but it's still not over. There's over two minutes to play, and Justin Fields throws the football just into the line? I mean, that that's the game, obviously, right there, but he, he threw it into just a mass of humanity in the middle of the field when you're throwing out of your own end zone. How'd you think that would end? <laughs> Let's listen into Ian Eagle from the NFL on CBS as he is calling the Jaguars and Chiefs game yesterday. Now, note that throughout the week there was some scuttlebutt that perhaps Travis Kelsey was spending quality time, QT, with Taylor Swift. Low snap. Mahomes moving pocket. Mahomes floats it up. Caught. Touchdown, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey finds a blank space for the score. <laughs> and that's a Tay-Tay reference. Blank space is, if you didn't know, I folks, didn't. that is a Taylor Swift hit. You know, I missed that one, but I was there front and center for Ian going to break after Andre Sisko's interception going Sisko, pregnant pause, dancing to the thong song as he went to break. I heard, I got that one loud and clear. Just amazing. And
Ian is the best. He was on one yesterday. He's the best that we have. He's the best at this. What that is, he's the best. And that is calling a game and giving you the action, giving you energy, giving you accuracy. He's not late on plays. He's not messing up names. He doesn't not know who's who's playing. He's always on point, on point, on point. He hits the right moment with the right energy. He doesn't scream. He just, like, has the oomph when he needed and is clever enough to work in things like that, but doesn't force them, just plants them. And it's the best. And it's just, you know, I think there's Ayn, then there's everybody else. He's also a guy that jokes around with us on this show about the dopey things that we do. So he's not so highbrow that he can't roll around with the peons like us. He said that his username is Scurvious312 on, <laughs> I think, the YouTube chat for the DA yeah. show. I mean, he's just amazing. I, hey, Tom. Oh, he's got, he's in the Twitch chat? No. Well, he, he came on and he, I said, you don't have a Twitter handle. And so we were joking back and forth. And he says, I, I don't use my real name. I'm Scurvious. If you call it. I, I think, am Scurvious. I think he admitted recently. Scurvious. On a, a podcast with the Nets radio voice, Chris Carino, he cries to the notebook, too. I mean, he's just all, he's, he's everything. He's and everything. He's, I think it helps that he's also not cool. Like, at least for me, like, knowing him a little bit, like, he's a nerd. Like, you and I are nerds. He He's not, on one hand, he shouldn't be making, he shouldn't know how to make a Taylor Swift reference. But he does, and then he does it so well. He's really whoa, sharp. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's um, just really, really, really sharp. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget he when He also they... calls NFL and the NBA both brilliantly. Like, Correct. I mean, just Hashtag flawlessly in between. Them. I'll never forget. I think it was, I think Megan the Stallion went to Texas State or something like that, and they were in the first four, or it was the first round of the NCAA tournament. And he goes, they got to use their body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. <laughs> I was like, that is. That is unbelievable. That's a goat call. He does college basketball, the NBA, NBA national, and NBA regional local for the Nets, and does the tournament, and does the NFL, and he does them all just killer. And he's just a good guy. Like, he comes on when we ask. He's always present during the interviews, doesn't mail anything in. He's a really cool mentor. He listens to tapes. He's just... He's the best of what we got in the industry, and a Taylor Swift reference on a Travis Kelsey touchdown yesterday is awesome. Hashtag toast <laughs> Yes. He also said that <laughs> yeah. on this show. I, I think he also, because did he double down on the Swift and say that Kelsey shook off the knee injury? Oh, that's a good one. Because I, I didn't hear the Taylor Swift thing live, and when I, when I read about it, I thought it said that he also tacked on the knee injury, that he shook it off. That's and that one I would have got. He yeah. probably had like six or seven Taylor Swift lines chalked up, ready. ready to go in case he needed ready. them. And is that where Noah and his daughter come in? You think they're like the cool idea factory? They're the ones giving him the lines and the context of where to put these things? Yeah, probably keeping them current. Okay. Yeah. Finally, let's listen in on Fox as referee Alex Kemp is making an intentional grounding call. Geno Smith is upset and wants an explanation. Listen to the ref, Alex Kemp, tell Geno, hey, 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 I'm talking to America here. Dan Campbell trying to emulate the Pete Carroll gum chewing. And now they're looking at intentional grounding. Offense number seven. It's a 10-yard penalty 
I'm talking to America here. Excuse me. <laughs> a 10-yard penalty and a loss of down. Second down. That is the best line I've ever heard, Adam Fisher. We'll get to the penalty in a minute. He just told Gino Smith, I'm talking to America. Pete Carroll is livid. Well, he wasn't pressured. It's, it shouldn't be grounding, right? That's so good. Alex Kemp is in the middle of the call, and Gino's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He goes, hey, I'm talking to America here. <laughs> I got to explain this for the TV audience here, buddy. I'm beat it. Scram. I usually hate referees putting themselves in the spotlight more than they should be, especially... A little homage to our buddy Zach Gelb. He's been ripping the TV refs lately, which I enjoy. I I hate these guys getting up here and basically telling us what we can already see. And they know what the call is coming. So it's not like they're ever going to be wrong. And they always side with the call that the refs make for the most part. Um, but this is one particular instance where I did enjoy a referee taking the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Talking to America here. <laughs> Shad app. Gino's hey, the guy's making the call, and Gino's like, "Well, oh, it's terrible, it's terrible." He goes, "Hey, I'm talking to America here." You know what Gino Smith needed? A spoonful of shut up. Just a dash. Just a dash. A little dab will do you. A little dash. Of, shut up. That is your sound check. Man, that was a quick hour. We're already back to the headlines. Kind sir, Andrew Bogish. Uh, and those headlines are sponsored by nobody, just me, Tyreek Hill. And Patriot fans, guys, they're not friends. Back when he was a chief, a dude dumped a beer on Hill after a touchdown last night. That's right. Hill enjoyed waving goodbye to Foxborough after the Dolphins held on for a 24-17 win. Those fans are, you know, some of the worst fans in the, in, in the NFL. And, I, and I'm going to stand on that, man, because they are they real nasty. And some of the things that they were saying wasn't, you know, I wouldn't say in church. So, um, yeah, it felt great to uh, wave goodbye to the fans, and I'll do it again. Bye. Bye. Now, I do want to uh, question his metaphor here. They say things so bad, I wouldn't say them in church. I feel like there's a longer list of things you wouldn't say in church. Right? Like you wouldn't. You, the real knock would be like, I wouldn't say that in front of my buddies. I think that's yeah. the joke. Oh, yeah. that, that was a joke? Mm, I think... I think Tyree Kill's trying to say they weren't saying nice things. Correct. They weren't saying polite, pleasant things. But when he says, I wouldn't even say in church, he's mixing the metaphors. Yeah, here. okay. But the point remains, it sucks in Boston. He, he would say, some. it would be more like, I hear a lot of things I certainly wouldn't say at church. Right. Okay, that would have worked better. When he says even, it's like, yeah, he's kind of, He's mixing it up there. But look, the fact of the matter is, as we opened up with, the Dolphins have completely flipped the script on that series. It used to be the Patriots pounded everybody, and the Patriots just knew they were going to pound the AFC East. And instead, the Dolphins can't lose to the Patriots, and they have way more talent. And I feel like Patriots fans have to be frustrated because they used to be the bullies, and now... They don't have Tyreek Hill. They don't have Jalen Waddle. They don't have a quarterback as good as Tua. They don't have a pass rusher as good as Bradley Chubb. They don't have a running game as good as the Dolphins do. They don't have a play caller as good as Mike McDaniels. I mean, the Dolphins are just a way better team and flex on the Patriots consistently. Tua is 5-0 and against them. Uh, Hill had five catches, 40 yards a score last night. Raheem Moser ran for 121 and two tutties. Miami well, never trailed, but missed a field goal with two-plus minutes left, keeping the Patriots alive. A fourth down play 
included an emergency lateral to O-lineman Cole Strange, who was denied the first down by inches, so the Finns win. They're 2-0. The Pats are 0-2. Week 2 featuring, so far, two overtime games. The Chargers, 27-24 losers in Tennessee on a 41-yard Nick Folk field goal. A touchdown ended things in Detroit. Three wide receivers in the game. Geno is looking, looking. Now he throws first time. It's Lockett. Does he reach the ball across? He does. Yeah. It's over, yes. baby. Touchdown, Seahawks. Tyler Lockett on a little pass out into the right side flat. Reaches the ball across the pylon. He scores. Steve Rabel on Seahawks Radio. Seattle, a 37-31 escape from Detroit. They wasted a 10-point fourth quarter lead and benefited from the officials missing a fairly blatant hole, I think, of Aiden Hutchinson on oh, that yeah. winning throw. That was a bad one. Uh, Brutal. Maybe, Brutal. Maybe there Brutal. was also a missed penalty here as well. Pirine in the backfield with Russ. Snap. Play action. Steps up, throws towards the end zone, towards Cortland Sutton. Incomplete. Broken up by Benjamin St. Juice. No flags. Game over. Washington wins 35-33. (laughs) As heard on Commander's Radio, Cortland Sutton definitely got tugged, turned around a bit. I I hate to end games on penalties, so that one doesn't bother me as much as Hutchinson because, I mean, it's, it's a flag. But I don't mind when refs swallow the flag, if you will, swallow the whistle and the flag when it's deciding the game on the final play or whatever. But it's probably a penalty. Yeah, you and I have gone back and forth on this a lot. Like, a penalty is the same thing as making a catch or a tackle or breaking a tackle and getting in the end zone. It's a play. I don't I don't understand the that shouldn't have been called argument. You could say it wasn't enough for P.I., but that, to me, is pass know. interference, and it prevents the guy from catching the ball yeah, no, you're right. to tie the game. It probably should have been a flag. I just, I and I hear what you're saying, I just hate when games are decided by a penalty or a whistle. Like the Super Bowl. It's very disheartening. Yeah. Um, now, I also argued that two pl- the play before the Hail Mary, the Broncos were given a catch that, to me, wasn't a catch. And going back to your Gelb TV ref thing, Steratore missed the whole idea of the play <laughs> as they brought him on to, to figure out whether it was good or not. Yeah, because he probably thought his day was done. That game was still going on at like 7.50. <laughs> Why was that game the longest game of the day? Gene, we need you. Get back in the booth. But So they shouldn't have been close enough for Russ to get the ball to the goal line <laughs> for the Hail Mary that yeah. worked to then set up the two-point conversion. Right. Either way, Washington wins 35-33. They're 2-0. Uh, their rally, though, topped by the Giants, down 20 nothing at half, because Washington was down 18 in that game, by the way. The Giants were down 20 nothing at halftime, 28-7 the third. They won in Arizona, 31-28. They avoid 0-2, but Saquon Barkley suffered an ankle injury at the end of the game, putting him in real doubt for Thursday night against the Niners in Santa Clara. How many points did the Niners win by on Thursday? Well, I mean, the Niners only won by 10-ish the yesterday. Rams are, the Rams are good. Are they? Um, yes. Yes, the Rams are a good team. I am telling you right now, Bogues, PB boys are back in the Rams <laughs> hard. <laughs> hard Monday night. They're getting six and a half in Cincinnati. The Bengals stink. Burrow's got half a leg. He can't throw the football. <laughs> That's a PB boys lock of the week. Rams plus six and a half. That's an early call, 740 the, on a Monday. Back up the Brinks truck. Rams plus six and a half and a little sprinkle on the money line. Oh, Bilotti's putting a full dollar on this game. When you say PB boys, <laughs> this is plural. Are you working in tandem with Pete 
Bilotti or somebody else with the initials PB? No. Or is this just your incorporation, PB Boys with a Z at the end? Yes, and maybe PB Boys pumps. <laughs> well, it did involve Bilotti. Yeah, the only reason it's PB Boys is because I gave Bilotti that one bet on that NBA Finals game, and he won like, you know, a thousand bucks off it, and I won four grand <laughs> off it, and then... We were going to do collabs, and he never – I was like, yeah, give me a home run parlay because he bets baseball like every day. At least, you know, throws a couple dollars on it. He hasn't held up his end of the bargain. He's too busy playing daddy at home. <laughs> so the PB Boys is, is definitely a one-man wrecking crew. All right. Well, well, we're taking entries. Anybody want to want to sign up? Part of the reason why the Rams get the early seal of approval is because uh, Joe Burrow said he aggravated his right calf injury in their 27-24 home <laughs> loss to the Ravens yesterday. And Colts QB Anthony Richardson is in concussion protocols. A Monday night doubleheader is coming your way. 7-15 Eastern, Saints and Panthers. The Steelers and Browns start at 8-15. To baseball where the Diamondbacks down the Cubs 6-2 for a three-game sweep. They take six of seven meetings over the last two weekends. Arizona's currently in the second NL wildcard spot, a half game ahead of those Cubs and the Marlins. Chicago also dropping six and a half games back of the Brewers in the NL Central. The Orioles and Rays clinched playoff spots yesterday when the Rangers lost in Cleveland 9-2. Carlos signed won F1's Singapore Grand Prix yesterday, ending Max Verstappen's 10-race win streak. And Mike Babcock resigning yesterday as Columbus Blue Jackets head coach three months after taking the gig. The NHLPA last week investigated some stories of Babcock asking players to show them pictures off of his off their phones as he got to know them. Privacy concerns oh, were raised. Boy. Interviews happened. And then Babcock yesterday said Weird. that he was stepping away because he knew he'd be too much of a, a distraction, not because he's a creepy old guy and he keeps having issues with players at multiple stops. So he's, he's what, asking for nudies, right? So I think the <laughs> issue was he was putting players on the What's, spot. What? And put in their phone, like, on AirPlay or whatever. So it was on the thing. He was just scrolling through. So oh. you didn't know what he was going to come upon. And then at least one player reportedly said that he, like, kept the phone for an awkwardly long amount of time. So it, there definitely is some some weird stuff, yes. Yeah, you said he, he didn't know what he was going to come upon. Yeah. I and mean, you're, you're right. Yeah, we were just, like, blindly taking control of someone's phone and going through there. Their uh, galleries, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, you could come upon something. You Clicking shouldn't. through the folders, yes. which folder do I want to screen, scroll through? Swiping here? right. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, Bogues. Yeah. When, when we come, when we come back here on the show, what has happened to the mighty tide? Da CBS Sports Radio. You know, I know, I know that. We struggled a little bit on offense. Uh, we ran the ball fairly well, much better in the second half than we did the first. But I'm really proud of our players for the way they competed in a game. Um, you know, I need to do a better job of getting them ready to play in games like this. And we're a little flat in the beginning, but after the rain delay, I thought we competed better in the game. And uh, I want our players to be happy about the fact that they won and enjoy it for 24 hours. That tells me a lot. Welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Listen to us on Sirius XM Channel 158, as well as the rest of the CBS Sports Radio Network. That tells me a lot. This was a game in which Alabama led 10-3 to 3 
with 30 seconds to go. And then Alabama punched in one more touchdown to make it 17-3. This was a 10-3 game with 30 seconds to go. How could you possibly say, I'm proud of the guys. I'm happy the way they competed. I want them to enjoy this. How could you say that? You say that if you're Nick Saban because you were preparing them to hear negativity from everywhere else. You know that this team is going to get crucified this week, especially in Tuscaloosa, especially amongst Tide fans that are used to dominating people, not winning by 7 or 14 against South Florida. And so you're starting your foot into this week with, be positive, we're happy for you guys, so that these guys don't feel totally crushed. But it is the reality that they're going to be totally crushed, and rightfully so. It's going to be hard for me to contextualize just how bad USF has been, but I'm going to try. In 2020, they went 1-8. and eight. Their only win was against the Citadel. In 2021... They won two games. One was against Florida A&M. One was against Temple. They went 2-10. and ten. Last season, they won one game. They finished 1-11. and 11. Their one win was against Howard. Not the Duck. The school. They beat Howard. Their only win last season. And this year... Their win came against Florida A&M last week. This team got crushed by Western Kentucky to lead off the season. The fact that USF hung the entire game with Alabama and the Tide still, we are now three weeks in, have no real answer at quarterback. They do not know who their quarterback, it has to be Jalen Milrow after that slop that we saw on Saturday, but still... It's a tied team that was outclassed by Texas in their own building and went to USF and had to hold on to win. I don't know if this is Nick Saban, the game has passed him by because it would be so dramatic. Usually doesn't happen this way where an all-time great head coach basically within a season in three games has lost everything. I mean, last year they weren't the Tide for what the Tide had been, but they were pretty good. The idea that now the Tide has slipped so badly that he can't find a quarterback, that last year was basically the back of Bryce Young and Will Anderson. They have all of these five-star recruits, but they can barely beat USF. I don't know if this is the very end, but I know this. They have lost, they have lost their fastball because... What we saw on Saturday was it was it was a fraudulent tie team. They, they were wearing Alabama uniforms, but they were playing nothing like Alabama. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t